We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, you exquisite souls. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. Ah, yes, the romantic notion of relationships. Most of us grew up thinking we are going to fall in love, get married, have babies, and live happily ever after. But you know, every parent I talk to tells me about how different the concept of, of parenting is versus the reality of it. Here's a portion of a powerful poem that I love from Kalal Gibran about having children. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you, but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. You may give them your love, but not your thoughts, for they have their own thoughts. You may house their bodies, but not their souls. For their souls dwell in the house of tomorrow, which you cannot visit, not even in your dreams. You may strive to be like them, but seek not to make them like you. For life not goes not backward, nor tarries with yesterday. You are the bows from which your children, as living arrows, are sent forth. Such incredible wisdom, but it can be hard to remember this as we try to care for, protect, and raise our children. But the truest truth is they're God's children, not ours. Here to expound on this topic and share her wisdom is my expert, Annie Burnside. Annie is an award-winning author, soul nurturer, public speaker, and teacher who specializes in parenting, conscious relationships, authentic living, and spiritual development. Annie has been referred to as a modern bridge between the mainstream and the mystical. Her book, Soul to Soul Parenting, A Guide to Raising a Spiritually Conscious Family, helps parents learn how to use universal themes coupled with everyday reality to integrate a new perspective into their family and raise consciousness in our world, one individual and one family at a time. So, Annie, thank you so much for being here today on Journey to Center. Hello, Tammy. Thank you. What a beautiful poem. And it speaks exactly to what um, my work is all about. So thank you. I know that's true. I was reading your book and I'm like, gosh, this reminds me of Collage Lebron. So it, it is. It's so true. And every parent I know is struggling with their kids. And I, I've often heard my friends say, if only there was a guide, if only there was a guide. Mm-hmm. And I think your book is that guide. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, it poured, it absolutely poured out. My first book, it's like my fourth child. Um, it poured out because it's what, it, when I was a stay at home mom, we began doing in our own family. So it's very close to my heart and we're far from a perfect family, but um, soul to soul is definitely at the forefront of what we hope to offer our children. I hope you don't mind if I read a paragraph from your book that really, to me, puts in a nutshell what you're doing. Sure, yeah. Okay, a spiritually conscious family is not a perfect family, but rather 
a wide awake family, meaning one that is fully aware of its co-creative capacity with the universe to shape what occurs in their own reality. A conscious family fully understands the power of individual, individual choices, beliefs, and perceptions, which lead to natural consequences. Conscious parenting requires paying more attention to bring your children to a deeper understanding of such large universal concepts as self-love, truth, perception, Forgiveness, authenticity, free will, compassion, true joy, purpose, variation, diversity, and gratitude. This book will assist parents in applying a life-changing message of love and universal connectedness that can be integrated into modern society. Thank you. And, and I want to say to the listeners out there, you know, it's, it's, it's divided in two parts, really. It's, um, it, you got to have the practicality nowadays to me with spiritual awakening, especially for us women and parents. I mean, we're householders, you know, we're still cooking dinner, we're doing grocery runs, we're driving kids to and from practices. So what does that look like in everyday reality? You know, gone are the days of the the mountaintop. And I think that's as it should be in 2013. I think we're all ready for more to infuse it into the human experience. So the book has a lot of practical ideas from activities, music, children's books, parents' books, teenager books, um, two, really what my favorite thing to discuss is are that more esoteric spiritual themes um, and how you infuse those. So, yes, I, I, I read it. I loved it. I sent it to one of my very good friends. And I'm so excited about just having this conversation and getting your message out into the world. So I want to start at the beginning or really get to the core of this. What exactly is soul to soul parenting? Well, you know, I think the poem was just, again, such a beautiful introduction. Um, It's really parenting. Um, It's not with the understanding that it's not really parent to child. It's soul to soul. It's not really neighbor to neighbor. It's soul to soul or doctor to patient or customer um, to um, cashier. And that really becomes the basis of all interactions. So it's, it's parenting it, in the recognition, the human perspective. Yes, I'm the mother. This is my child, but remaining connected simultaneously to it's that large perspective, spiritual being to large perspective, spiritual being with their own vast whole soul history, with their own eternal nature, with their own soul purpose. And, um, Kind of what I would call, I just wrote a blog on this, um, my blog for the Chicago Tribune Media Company, um, big love rather than little love. So instead of a possessive type of love, this is my child, um, there's the big love, a more unifying love that includes really all children. Um, So it's just kind of expanding that perspective out a little bit. Yes. What I hear is almost like, you know, the namaste, the divine in me bows to and acknowledges the divine in you. Exactly. And making that not just something that you say at the end of a yoga class, but something <laughs> that, that becomes a, a practice until it becomes a felt reality. And um, I can give an example of my first really conscious soul-to-soul experience um, that I, ha- I think might help people. Um, oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. I was walking down by Northwestern University near where I live. I'm a big walker and biker. It's where I, I, I spend time with my spirit. And... Um, I walked by a, a lawn care worker. This was several years ago. And, oh, my goodness, Tammy, I suddenly stopped dead in my tracks and dropped into this space 
where oneness merges with self-love, the greatest ecstasy I have ever known. Standing there on the sidewalk, observing him, it was so utterly clear that there was no separation between the two of us. My entire scalp was tingling all over, waves of energy up and down my body, um, a real breathless feeling in my diaphragm, my eyes pricked with tears. Um, And that gateway opened for soul to soul. And once it opens, I've had many, many, many experiences that come just spontaneously. I call it dropping into that space. Um, it's happened with the bagger in the grocery store waiting for um, in a like a Panera type of restaurant here in Chicago waiting in line. It happens sometimes driving in my car, watching two boys walk down the street with their backpacks just getting off the bus. So once I experienced that, I wanted to to open that doorway really consciously for my children because I realized that's why we're here. So soul to soul parenting was kind of born from that experiences and those other experiences. And my children were four, seven, and eight when we began to really in our own family, we just decided, you know what, I'm going through all of these wonderful changes and um, becoming more uh, authentic and illuminating parts of myself that need to be healed and living more true. Like, why wouldn't I really purposely share that with my children and make that part of their nest mm-hmm. experience versus having them wait until they're 40 and go through a tragedy or a divorce or a job loss or something that forces that type of um, awakening. Wow. I, I love that. And now, Annie, I, I love everything you're saying. I think it's so amazing. And and so whether somebody's you know, we're having a listener who's pregnant and getting ready to to start the whole parenthood process, or somebody has maybe a child who's preteen or even teenager. Is it is your material still applicable and helpful? Can somebody pick this book up and start using it, yes. regardless of their, where their child's at? You know, to me, ninety percent of soul to soul parenting is the parents really um, committing to um, liberating themselves, to moving down mm-hmm. a path of self realization. And um, that in and of itself, no matter if you've got 26-year-old children or a four-year-old, you um, living more true changes the way you interact and the energy that you emanate to every single person around you. So, yes, if you have a newborn babe, you know, I I remember whispering to mine as I rock them, this most beautiful, beloved soul that I have the honor of guiding this time around, you know, you can begin to kind of use that language. Our kids were four, seven, and eight, which is a very ripe age when we began doing family discussions and some of the things I'll share with you and activities and visual cues. Now they're 16, 15, and 12, and, and it's shifted. You know, we've been at this a long time. We've laid a lot of groundwork. Um, they're definitely on their own paths. And while we use the language and we have things right at our fingertips because we're there as a family, it's not as um, almost like maybe structured as it was. And they're going to do what they do. And our grandest hope is that when they're 25, they're very aware of their internal compass, who they are as eternal mm-hmm. beings. And that no matter what profession they go into, they have a vibe of soul to soul behind whatever it is that they're doing. And that includes self-love and compassion. Mm-hmm. Big stuff. So what is the overall purpose of soul to soul parenting your children? You know, to me, it goes um, it initially, of course, is about my, my own children. And um, perhaps they won't have quite as much what I'd like to call psychic debris built up to wade through as I've had to do to um, mm-hmm. really begin to live true and more authentically. I'm 42. And I got to say, it's it's been a lot of inner work. And, and that's wonderful. 
Um, and yet, I think we're at a time in 2013 where you're not going to have to go through three or four dark nights of the soul or four issues with your body, you know, that kids can be up and running with their gifts, their potential, uh, their authenticity much sooner. And that's how I think we change the world. You know, I think that um, there's a missing piece, and I spell that both ways, and we keep trying to solve it politically, educationally, religiously even. And um, to me, it's a consciousness piece that mm-hmm. we as parents are not as awake as we could be, and therefore we are not clear mirrors for our young. And then it just perpetuates itself. Yes, yeah. So, the sins you know, of the father are going to be passed down. So if our yes. intention is to get conscious and clear and bring our children along that path as our, I guess, fellow path walkers instead of our possessions, that can make a really big difference. Yeah, and, and there's so many parents out there, you know, all of us, my parents, well-meaning and loving, but um, the, the actual consciousness piece that this is who you are, this powerful co-creator with the universe, you know, um, that, that wasn't offered. So they, that, could, that could have been. And, and Annie, full-on Annie-ness, would have been um, ready to roll much, much sooner in a sense. You know, yes. I just think that's how we're going to change our world. And we, we all have to kind of commit to that. Even yes. what we teach our children educationally, some of it's become a bit outdated, I think. Would, we, would it behoove them more to learn how to meditate, to learn how to connect with their own inner resonation, for example, than mm-hmm. studying some of the, the old paradigm kind of patriarchal things that they study in school? You know, even my own kids come home and say, oh, my goodness, I wish we were <laughs> learning some more of this consciousness type stuff in school. It's a lot more fun, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So what I love about what you're saying, the visual I'm getting, instead of putting stuff on the karmic plate of your children, you're clearing it, keeping it clear and clean for them to be uh, more productive, happy human beings. And isn't that really what we want for our children? Exactly. You know, to me, spirituality is um, is a connection to your own interior, an expanded perspective and um, a deepened heart and I just, I feel like we could be doing more. And there are many of us out there now kind of desiring it, and it's going to begin to filter down into how we parent. And I think that's really, really exciting. You know, things, things are fine the way they are. I'm a big believer in that. And yet, um, I'm looking forward very enthusiastically to the type of children that we're going to be raising, hopefully, in our future, too. I love that. You have a quote in your book that uh, I, I just adore. You say, I got a glimpse of what life would be like if I could move beyond my obsession with the external world and move into my passion for inner awareness. And that's really, I mean, what my show is about, Journey to mm-hmm. Center. It's about cultivating that inner awareness. But gosh, if we could help our kids maintain that, because most of us seem to have it early in life and yes. we lose it. We lose it by virtue of just this, this, the illusion of the mirror and the outside reality. So to keep children connected to that inner reality and imagination and joy, gosh. Would be be important. That's how we change the world. And I'll I'll give another example too, because I want parents to really, you know, just, I I love the esoteric talk um, and we're going beyond that. But I want to give an example, a real life example of a little boy that we know of who um, from a young age, you know, at a young age, you can see where your kid's eyes tend to sparkle, where they tend Mm -hmm. to um, maintain an alive focus and a presence and to really um, encourage that. Those are their natural gateways. And this little boy loved fabric and texture and um, clothing. And ever since he was three, very, very young, and his mom around age 11 or 12 gave him a sewing machine. And that was 
the best gift that that boy had ever received. I mean, it, it just showed him that his mother saw him, felt the texture of who he really was. And I want to say to parents, no matter what language you speak, to me, that soul-to-soul parenting at its finest. Mm. You know, she wasn't necessarily a, a metaphysical person or this or that or the other. It, this is a very universal soul language to me, what this is all about. And I just, I, I think, wow, that mother really is soul to soul parenting her child. Yeah, she acknowledged that spark in his eye and his yes. soul and encouraged it. And was willing to mm. be, be there with them with it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's amazing. I love that story. So. Annie, I'd like to know, could you just share with us a few more attributes, some of the attributes that we yes. might see in a spiritually conscious family? Yes, I would say um, allowing multiple perspectives to share the same space is mm-hmm. something that we circle back to again and again and again. Just this um, acknowledgement that your perspective is then becomes your truth. And that everyone is coming from a different perspective because of their background, because of Mm -hmm. lots of different things. And to really accept that. So we really encourage our children um, to go with and both rather than either or. Not black, white, but infinite shades. And to find where perspectives and truths can blend and overlap. So really away from the I'm right, you're wrong type of um, paradigm. And we, so anything that comes about, our kids have challenges just like anyone else's kids. I have challenges. My husband, we call it like looking at the multiple angles, um, mm-hmm. resting within the paradoxes versus resisting them, allowing the contradictions. We're in a, you know, in the human experience, all of that is there. And a lot of our suffering comes from resisting and fighting it. Um, there are many contradictions. There are many paradoxes. There are an infinite number of perspectives. Just let that be a given, you know, and so, um, we work with their children a lot on that. Another thing that we work on a lot is really utilizing their body in many different mm-hmm. ways. One would be the red light, green light navigational system where they're, we're really helping to train them. And it, you know, it takes a lot of time and practice to discern um, what your intuition is telling you, but what a green vibe, green flag would feel like, you know, a quick and cellular feeling in the body, excitement, um, lightness, joy, um, that breathless feeling I talked about versus the red flag, the pit in the stomach, um, the headache, the lethargy, the fatigue. So really kind of since they were young, helping them to feel their way. Um, so we think that that's very important. Another way that we use mm-hmm. the body is um, if something were to happen to one of our bodies, which things happen, for example, someone were to break a wrist. One, yes, of course, we'd go to a traditional doctor and get it set. But two, beyond that physical layer, we're pretty tuned into the energetic, um, mm-hmm. metaphorical layer. So to us, that would represent something, um, an emotional root, something that's maybe not being looked at. You know, a wrist represents flexibility. Where are we not flexible in our own life? Is it in a friendship? Is it in school? Is it in a sport? Whatever it is. And help just a little bit open that gateway to going deeper than just the physical layer. Um, so those are two ways, I think, that... Um, in our family that might go beyond or look a little bit different than someone who's a bit more mainstream, where it's just everything is five sensory, much more six sensory in our home. 
Yeah, keep them in touch with their imagination and their intuition. And I'm just thinking how amazing it would have been <laughs> to to hear some of the things you're um, sharing from my parents. How does that feel in your body? How, did, how does that make you feel? Because I grew up probably like a lot of our listeners, and, and I don't know if that was your experience, Annie, but, you know, just do what mm-hmm. you're told. I don't care what you yeah. think or feel, just do what you're told. You know, our, my parents told me who I needed to be and what I needed to do to survive in the world and, and succeed in the world. But I did see the world through very different eyes. And I think we all do. Yeah. Everybody sees the world very differently. So instead of telling your children who they have to be to get your approval, ask them who they are. That's a very different perspective. Very different. And um, we feel your way. We have visual cues. That's mm-hmm. one of the vehicles. So if we've talked to our children about this in a family discussion, you know, we will put up feel your way um, in, our, in our kitchen cabinet on this bright yellow paper that we use. I'm a former fourth grade teacher. So, yes, I own a laminating machine. I'll laminate it in funky writing and cut it out and put feel your way as a reminder. And um, I'll give you an example with our own child and how we've utilized that very clearly. Our oldest daughter is 16, sophomore in high school. And she'd played soccer, travel soccer, you know, starting to travel around the country, different places on a top team. And she, for years, and she came to us in eighth grade and she said, um, late one night, can I talk to you all? And to add the layers of this, my husband is the varsity girls soccer coach at a big high school here on the North Shore of Chicago where we live and a, and a teacher. So she was going to be going into his program that next year. And she said, I don't know if I want to play soccer anymore. And we said, okay, let's. Let's look at that. It will be your ultimate decision. And I said, may I help guide you through something? She said, yes. I had her close her eyes. And I said, first of all, imagine going in your freshman year and playing at the same level, you know, the practices and the traveling. How does that feel? And she sat and breathed with her eyes closed for a little bit. She opened them and she said, "Um, I feel anxious. I felt a little bit of a pit, a tightening in my stomach. And we said a few more things. We said, okay, that's wonderful information. Close your eyes. And now let's imagine going into freshman year, imagine some things maybe that you'd like to try that are new, that are different, that you've heard of. And I tell you what, Tammy, she didn't even have to open her eyes. A smile began to to unfurl Mm -hmm. on her lips. And when she did open her eyes, they said, how'd you feel, girly? And she said, I felt lighter. I felt excited. And I just said, you know what, we'll support you in whatever you do, but I think you may have just felt your way to an answer. And fast forward two and a half years, oh my goodness, has not missed a beat. She did stop soccer, and she's involved with social service, the badminton team, never to be a big varsity player, tennis, same thing, but just enjoying herself. So I hope that gives an example. How does this look, Annie, really in a family, you know, a modern family? That's how it might look in our family. Oh, I love that. You know, teaching the children um, that their body is the sacred vehicle for their soul, to listen to it, to trust it, to interact yes. with it. Cultivating that is a very healthy relationship because so many of us look at our bodies, well, objectify our bodies, mm-hmm. you know, or just told to ignore them, do what you're told or whatever. I think that's amazing. I've come full circle and I do that now and I mm-hmm. teach my clients that now. But wow, to be in touch with that gift early in life. Wow. And a lot of this, um, parents, I'll I'll give talks and they'll say, yeah, I've started doing that or I've learned how to trust my vibes. And literally, and this is how I I used to be too, but they've like, I've never really thought about like teaching it to my children. So really Mm -hmm. a lot of this, a lot of your listeners are 
probably on some type of a self-exploration path. Else they wouldn't be listening to your fantastic show or there's something in them that desires to be. And so really, it's not like reinventing the wheel. I mean, if you're in a meditation class and loving it, bring some of that home to your kids. Or if you've just read Eckhart Tolle and The Power of Now and there's some things that really touched you, offer it to your children. And, and I, that's what kind of the book provides, like a blueprint on different vehicles that you can infuse it into the family um, versus just kind of saving it for yourself and for your own personal growth. Make it family growth because kids are ready. I spoke at a middle school not too long ago and I gave, you know, we talked about talking to their body and soul to soul and the different perspectives, analogies, basically the same adult talk that they give, but you know, a few more jazz hands with glitter posters and different things. <laughs> I love that stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, you could have heard a pin drop. I mean, I, I, they're hungry for their own soul, just like adults are in this fast-paced, materialistic world. And, you know, we're a modern family. We're, we are into some of that stuff. I love American Idol, and we, we like buying a neat pair of jeans. I'm not saying you have to give all that up, but there's this balance of a that in the inner world. I think that's fantastic. It is. It's about a balance. So for anybody that might be listening and thinking, oh, this is well and good, but I don't know how it applies to my life, take down this phone number. We are open to answering your questions. Annie is uh, available for, for some personal wisdom. So if you want to call in, the number here is 248 248-809-3475. 248-809-3475. Seven five. So, Andy, we're going to go to break here pretty quick, but I'd like for you to share with us if somebody's listening and they're going, mm, I don't know. I mean, it sounds good, but how do I start down this path? Do you have any suggestions or words of wisdom to just get somebody gently on this path just to start? Yes. You know, if it's exciting you at all, I mean, to me, everything to gain and nothing to lose. There is no one right way to to raise a spiritually conscious family. I mean, if music is your thing and you want to pick one song once a week that has moved you, that the lyrics speak to some of what we're saying, I can, you know, let it be. I'll give you that example of the Beatles. Then make that your family discussion, all based on music. You listen to Let It Be. You talk uh-huh. about what that means to you. You ask your kids, what does that mean to them? You listen to it one more time, maybe with eyes shut, maybe dancing at the end, whatever. Then that's how you're going to offer it. You know what I mean? I or, if nat- or, or if nature's yeah. your thing. Then once a week, maybe commit to being in nature together and sitting. I'm looking at my big, beautiful oak tree right now and open that gateway. So I just offer what's worked for us, but uh, so many different options. So many options. Yeah. Yeah. And when we come back, Annie, I want you to share more of those options. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, Annie is going to share more of her wisdom as well as some fun exercises we can begin to implement to bring more consciousness, fun, joy, and just a lovely experience of being a family. So hang on. We'll be right back with Annie Burnside. Excuse me. Do you know how to get to Maine and Maple? Do you have these in a seven and a half? How's that cooked? Can I get that shipped overnight? Is there a direct flight? How long does the warranty last? What's your soup of the day? How do you change the ringtone? Does it come in blue? Does this bus stop at Elm Street? We ask questions everywhere in life. Is it raining out? Uh, what time's the meeting? How much does this cost? Does it have four-wheel drive? Have we met before? What's my account balance? Yet somehow, when we get to the doctor's office... Any questions? Um, no. We clam up. Ask questions. What is this test for? 
Are there any side effects? When do I get my results? Questions lead to better health care. Go to AHRQ.gov for a list of 10 questions everyone should know. Questions are the answer. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi. I'm a retired teacher. I'm 91 years old, and this is how I live united. I say retired, but not really. Once a week, I read books to children as part of United Way's education program. Reading to a child creates links between language and literacy. It creates a bond between grown-up and child. And believe it or not, it prepares them for a better academic future. Oh, we read about frogs and flies and pigs with wings, all sorts of juicy stuff. It's a joy to watch all those little faces. I figure I have the time and they have the need. And I've always believed that if we're not here to help each other, then what are we here for, really? My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm home and I love it. I'm home where I belong. I'm home and I love it. I'm home. It's always nice to come home, but these days, many Americans are at risk of foreclosure and losing their homes. Fortunately, help is available. Making Home Affordable is a free program from the U.S. government that has already helped over a million struggling homeowners, and we want to help you. I'm home, I'm home, and I love it, I'm home. Find out now what your options are. Go to makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE. The sooner you act, the better chance we can help you. I'm home. I'm home. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my lovely listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us here today on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. We are spending some quality time with Annie Burnside. She is the award-winning author of an amazing book called Soul to Soul Parenting, A Guide to Raising a Spiritually Conscious Family. Love it. (laughs) So Annie, something you are referred to is a soul nurturer. Yes. What is that? What well, is that exactly? You know, um, I actually created that that term for me. I was um, someone. I was a, I was a, still a stay at home mom at the time, but this has been my passion since I was nineteen. The self exploration. Um, when my parents went through a difficult divorce, and it kind of put me in a, a dark night of soul, uncomfortable, confusing place. Um, and ever since then, spirituality has been my greatest passion. But I had taught fourth and fifth grade, was a stay-at-home mom, but my eyes really lit up in playgroups at the park and the sandbox when the doorway opened to talk about things of this nature. And a friend of mine knew that, and out of nowhere, quote-unquote, um, she said, you know, we need a speaker at a women's forum, Annie. Will you begin to speak on all that you're doing in your own family and everything that you love? And Tammy, I thought, oh, my goodness, I, you know, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I, 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 what are you talking about asking me to do this? But I, I went home and I got quiet and it was like my soul was just so beautifully just saying, yes, Annie, yes. So within six weeks, 
Um, I had written my first talk and, you know, the book was, I didn't even know I'd write a book at that point and um, spoke in front of 40 women. And on my business card, it just, I thought, what, what would I call myself? And Soul Nurture came to me clear as a bell. And I think that's what I've always been, even as a child. I was just that type, mm-hmm. even in first grade, I could, I knew the t- teacher was teaching me the ABCs, but I could also um, had tremendous empathy for her. I remember being able to kind of feel that she was a true individual in her own right with joys and fears. And um, so soul nurture, it just felt right. And that's one thing I want to encourage people. Again, it's 2013. You don't need a degree to become a soul nurturer. You don't need a degree to do so many of the things that we just want to do to authentically offer ourselves to the world. So I'm a big believer in just co-create it, begin to offer it. And if you're offering from a heart space and from from your soul, then people will um, be open to it. Um, so that's what soul nurture, and it just means, you know, interacting in a more soul-to-soul way and holding space not to fix somebody, not to solve their issues, not to delve into their darkness, but holding space for people to be fully themselves. Mm, I, I think that's so amazing. Um, I, I want to use this in my life just to really... Uh, recognize the light in people, not their challenges or issues or what's wrong with them, but just seeing the deeper aspect of them, which is their soul, which is perfect, which is mm-hmm. their essence. I, I think we all want that, whether we know it or not, we want to be recognized at that level. We do. And we get caught up in, in our own stories and other people's stories. But the more you really consciously go down this path, the more you become a witness to it all. And there's always the possibility to literally drop back into that larger perspective, soul to soul and oneness, and it becomes much, much more sustainable mm-hmm. um, than it used to be. It's more long lasting. It's more frequent. You're, you're heading into a challenge. And yeah, from a human perspective, it's difficult, but simultaneously, you also know and feel the joy of this larger perspective. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just the beauty of conscious spirit embodiment and being alive. It's where the humanity mm-hmm. and the spirit cross. That, that is what, I'm, as I talk, I mean, my eyes are lighting up. That is what excites me the most. And it's possible for more and more of us today um, because collectively we're moving in that direction. And I think the path to awakening, you know, it's ongoing, but it's going to be a lot faster for people who begin it now and for our uh-huh. children because there's just yes. so much momentum behind it. I'm noticing that with my clients. It's not going to be 20 years of looking at your shadow. <laughs> You know, and all that was good. I, I did know. it too, but it's going to be much, that's part of it. But, it, you know, healing the inner much more, more quickly and moving into the joy aspect. Oh, yes. And, and that to me is heaven on earth. And you even write that. You say, mm-hmm. I passionately believe we are here to create our own heaven on earth. I passionately believe we can experience the divine in every aspect of our lives. I believe it all matters. It all counts. And that God is a current that runs through all things. Mm-hmm. The divine source resides in everything and everything resides in the divine source. So yes. And I think what's changed is, again, at people, it used to be more of an either or. Well, I'm having this human difficulty. Mm-hmm. So that's my only perspective. But what I've really come to understand on my own path, it's the simultaneous nature that both the large and the human perspective share the same space. And you become aware of both at the same time. I guess that would be really my greatest message here today, because we all can do this. 
you know, yes. you can versus, well, but how is that so? I have this big challenge. I mean, all if, you know, we're in a human body and this is what we say to our children, there are going to be challenges. That's, that's a given, you know, there's death slash no death, an absolute given 100% guaranteed and kind of moving beyond the shock of the fact that death occurs or that a challenge occurs. Because, you know, I could name off five, six pivotal challenges in my life. They all were catalysts for growth. I'm sure you could. I sit in my soul-to-soul circles. One woman's going through a messy divorce. One woman has cancer. One woman, you know, so we can name and stay in our challenges and stories, or we can go beyond that. I think that's fantastic. And something I love that you do with your book, you take these very high-minded concepts and make them accessible, not the either or, but the and, the oneness and individuation, the connectedness and boundaries. And mm-hmm. and those are concepts that aren't always easy to make understood. And mm-hmm. I think you do that in a way that's just graceful and elegant and, again, very comprehensive. Thank you. It's, it's, as you could see, as I got revved up about it, it's, it's truly my great passion, this and both, because I've found that's where the peace lies. It lies resting within the and both rather than resisting and fighting the either or. So yes, I hope to yes. offer that to, to my children and, and others as well. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's perfect. I mean, you're clearly aligned with your soul's purpose, Annie. And I'm so, so just grateful to be having this conversation with you here today. So I have a caller that's called in and she's saying, you know, this, this sounds really good, but it's hard to change, you know, just, just kind of flip a switch and change it. You know, it's like if somebody thinks that they're in charge of this soul and they have to protect and control and take care of it, how can you start to flip the switch other than buying your book, which I would recommend to anybody? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's a great question. I get that it talks a lot. You know, I'm turned on by this. I can feel it from the inside, but it just seems like we have these patterns. Um, you know, to me, it's, it, it can be very gradual. I mean, this, it is, it is ongoing. I mean, it's happening faster and faster, but to take it on as another project that's going to happen in one night and like check it off to-do lists, I think makes it more kind of in that mental space versus the soul space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can take baby steps. Like in my book, I talk about family discussions. Maybe that's one thing that you do, you know, and maybe it's not you coming up with the topic. Um, I get a lot of inspirational emails like um, from Neil Donald Walsh or Eckhart Tolle. Like I said, with the music, maybe you don't recreate everything. If, if you're getting Eckhart Tolle's email that comes once a week, you, you take that and you use that as the basis for your family discussion. And we said, you know, to our children early on, and as they've gotten older, you know, it can be a little bit harder um, in a sense that, you know, they want to kind of fight against what you want to do and roll their eyes. But um, we have a big thing in our family about not joy stomping. And I've made it very clear to my children, you know, that this is just a big part of who I am, this personal growth. And I really would like their willingness to, um, to hear me out, to allow me to sh- have a space to share it within the family. And they've been, they've been open to that. And my husband, too. <laughs> my husband's an AP biology teacher and a varsity soccer coach, and spirituality is not his great passion, mm-hmm. but he absolutely loves me enough to be present with it and to be willing for me yes. to offer my true self. So I would say that, you know, you could, um, if you like movies as a family, you could start slowly by, you know, you watch Forrest Gump together. I mean, it's so soul to soul, Forrest Gump and how he relates to people. Oh, you yes. Can, Love that show. I just yeah. thought last week. Love it. 
Yeah, you can bring it in that way. Um, I have a lot of different activities that you could maybe start with. Um, it's a great question. You know, I think if you as the parent begin to commit to really living a more soul-centered, soul-to-soul life, then even if you didn't do one thing, the way that you naturally began to interact in your home would be of a lighter quality. Yeah, that intention. Yeah, that intention a less rigid quality. Mm-hmm. It, it creates, people think it's all about depth. And yes, I'm very deep and we have deep discussions. But a big part of this, three-fourths of it, is more of a lightness about life, a real silliness, a giddiness, an excitement about being alive. You know, it, it, it's kind of not what people think. You become looser in a sense. Um, you don't take everything so personally. Everything is not just, oh my gosh, we're going to be late. You know, you, there's a, you loosen the reins. And that's, yeah, that's like a huge... have more fun. And that yeah. is what our yeah. kids want. And I, I, I think it's what most people want, but we get so bogged down with the seriousness of life. But yeah. something I love, love, love about your book, again, makes it so accessible, so comprehensive. You have 22 soul-to-soul parenting vehicles for integrating spirituality into daily family living. And you're not saying, you're not saying anybody has to do any of it or all of it, but to cherry pick what works for you. And the thing that I love is that you give these great suggestions about prayer boxes, vision boards, blessing bowls, movies, music, art, dancing, singing, role playing. You make it really fun. You, you keep it light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because you are, you know, it's everyday reality. I cannot stress that enough. It's, it's not meant to be three tiers out of reach of everyone. I think this is the new way. And mm-hmm. it's you know, not meant to be something that is only looked at for one hour on Sunday. And, and you might be doing that as a family. And I say, great, if you've got a, a spiritual community that you love, wonderful. This is not meant to take away from that. But I think um, if we truly want to heal the world and, and find the peace that we all say that we do, then we're going to need to infuse this consciousness on a daily basis and make it more of a practice within the home. Um, and, you know, blessing bowl, great way to do that. You mentioned that. We talk a lot about gratitude, not just because it's polite to say thankful, but actually opening the space for our children to feel gratitude as a felt reality of awe at the sacredness of what it means to be alive in a human body. And, um, you know, you could pick a, a bowl, one that you already have in your house, and kind of do a little ceremony about it. Bless it. This is going to be our blessing bowl and have paper and pen and you can get, you know, fun little colored paper, however old your kids are, whatever you might need to do um, to make it more exciting from them and put it in a prominent place in your home and fill that puppy up with things that you're grateful for. And then maybe once a month, once every three months, sit together as a family, as a ritual and go through and, you know, recall all that you've been grateful for the past three months and then start again or go to, you know, go someplace like a cost plus and then find a neat container and create your own bowl or your own prayer box. There are lots of ideas like that, that you could kind of infuse into your home as reminders. Mm, I love that. Something else you talk about, actually, I use this as my Facebook quote a little earlier today because I'm such a proponent of it. Imagination should be cherished as the sacred vehicle opening you to your non-physical realms. Imagination is the gateway into your own divinity. And, you know, as you're speaking, I know I do this for my classes. It's like I'll do just a brief guided meditation and, and ask everybody, what'd you get? What'd mm-hmm. you get? Yep. What's the most, what, turn inward and what's, what's the most healing color for you to sit with right now or bask in right now and, and just start that as a, an opening to a conversation and a sharing and listening. And that can be really profound, you know, yeah. just to, to kind of tap into that and, and stay open to that. 
Yes, very, and that could be what you do as a family. You know, maybe a few of these things sound interesting, and then you kind of focus upon, you know what, we're going to really, we're going to go for that one and see how it goes. And I can't specify, I'm very open and honest and vulnerable with my children. And you might need to ask if they're older. You know, this, like I said, this is very important to me, and I, I desire to share what is bringing me a lot of joy with you all. And, and I just, I ask you to be willing, and that's all I ask, you know. Because um, teenagers, oh goodness, my, my two girls are 16 and 15, <laughs> sharing a room, people. You cannot imagine how messy this room is, how crazy. And I'll give you an example of the lightness humor. You know, I used to be more like, clean your room. And, you know, I want the room cleaned eventually, but I'll start out more light in a lightness. I'll shimmy in there and say, girls, time to clean the room and dance around the room. And they're rolling their eyes and probably like bow a shirt at me or something. <laughs> and I just say, just a little warning. I know y'all have plans tonight, but no one, my beautiful ones will leave the house until this is clean. Go out, you know, do whatever I'm doing in, my, in the rest of the house. Come back. Nothing's been done laying on their beds or whatever. <laughs> One final shimmy, and here's a little flash of jazz hands. Final warning. And then I, you know, do the shopping cart, dance out, come back in. And if it's still not done, then I say, falling into the abyss, you will hear some very loud yelling right now. So, you know, yes, I'm in the role of mother, but it's also soul to soul. Yes, it's not fee for all parenting, but there's a lightness. I'll lower the boom when I have to. But I'm going to try with humor and lightness first. That's just an example. It feels better, doesn't it? Isn't it more fun to have fun? (laughs) It usually works, and they smile, and they get it done, you know, so. Oh, that's great. I love that. And and something else you talk about is is, um, doing an intuitive gratitude journal. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that might look like? Yes. Oh, my gosh, Tammy. For me, um, years ago, when I really began, you know, almost like studying in the intuitive arts, um, changed my life. And I've seen it change many clients' lives as well. And we, my, my kids see uh, me with mine all the time. They have journals of their own. They do not use it as extensively as I do. But um, gratitude journals are big, you know, where you're, you write something that you're thankful for. But um, I have a teacher, Sonia Choquette, here in Chicago. She's written a lot of books, a Hay House author. And she taught me years ago about an intuitive journal where you really begin to see how intuitive you are when you take the time to record throughout your day intuitive hits. You know, I thought of someone and ran into them 15 minutes later. Um, This came to me in my imagination, the types of things you were just discussing. Um, It is so fun. I carry my journal around me with me everywhere. It is absolutely amazing how truly psychic we all are and how um, open we all are to different signs and things occurring in our world if we allow ourselves to be. And recording it really, to me, just is that announcement that I'm aware, I'm listening, and I always end it with thank you, oneness, higher self, because to me it's one, you know, both very connected, one overall oneness, um, the gratitude. So that's why I call it intuitive gratitude. And uh, the number of entries, I would end the day like, wow. And it just, it changed my life. I am an intuitive, creative, powerful being that I was never taught to know myself as that at all. Yeah, <laughs> so. I hear you. And I really believe what we focus on increases. So if you're really acknowledging and focusing on and expressing gratitude for, you know, the synchronicities and, and your intuition being validated, it probably opens, opens yeah. you up to it more and more and more. I found that it absolutely did um, for me. So that, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. The parent 
could begin to utilize. And then what I would read and trees like share at dinner, oh my gosh, listen to what happened, you know, this, and I was in my body and, and the kids are wide eyed, you know, my husband's chatting about it, but you know, even if they're not keeping their a journal, like you are, they're observing you do it. Or if I, if I run into an issue where I were angry or something out, out in, you know, say in front of the elementary school, I don't get nearly as angry as I used to as the cleaner out I've become myself. But um, I know that that anger is not really about the other person. It's about, on some level, something they're reflecting back to me. So my kids mm-hmm. also are very aware to use a journal in that way. It's a sacred space to kind of look at your shadow aspects and unhealed wounds. That's fantastic. Gosh, I mean, this is stuff I've just stumbled on, you know, in my recent life. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm so excited for, for anybody listening that, you know, that they may start implementing this now and, and and absolutely influence your child's future in a really positive, productive, empowered way. Mm-hmm. So, Annie, how do people find you? How do they um, get your book? You know, AnnieBurnside.com is probably the easiest, and then there are all of my links. Um, I've become quite active on Facebook, both as a friend, friend me if you like, I'll, I'll friend you back. Um, I like that two-way street, and I also have a, a page, but um, I just have found, like, in my a fellow author, Jeff Brown, a colleague and friend of mine calls it his soul pod. And it's so true. There's, there's so much to me, inspiration to be found in, in a vehicle, Facebook that I kind of resisted years ago thinking, Oh, you know, it wouldn't be for me, but it's how I stay connected. Yes. I love Facebook as well. Yeah. So, you know, get on, I share my blogs on there and I'd love to see what the listeners are up to as well. So. Yes, I, I think that's fantastic. And it is, it is. I think water finds its own level and you're going to, you know, attract people that, you know, are similar vibration. And if you don't, you can unfriend them. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and still bless them because it is soul to soul. But yeah. Yes. No, yeah. Bless them. From, some people, it's better to love from a distance. <laughs> boundaries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that's fantastic. So what do you really hope this book offers your readers, Annie? Gosh. I hope that it offers them um, just true, the capacity for greater awe at what it means Mm. to be a human being and to be parenting these most beloved souls who, as you stated in the poem so beautifully earlier, are just on this path alongside of us. And um, there's, there's just so much depth that we could share with them, so much joy if we're not too caught up in just the five sensory human perspective of it all. Um, I guess that's what I would say. I just, I wish people greater wholeness. Um, I wish people a beautiful journey through their own interior. At first it can feel kind of scary, but to me, the greatest love affair really is with my very own soul. And um, I wish for them finally to be able to cup their hands on their children's cheeks and look them directly in the eye and give them permission to be fully themselves. And if we can do that as parents, then I think that's the greatest gift that we can offer our dear children. I'm feeling those pinprick of tears you mentioned at the beginning of the show, because it speaks, what you're saying speaks so profoundly of truth. I just love it. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you for this, uh, this forum. I have to say, you know, so it's such an honor to be able to share my two great passions. Anytime I'm given the opportunity, as you've given me today, this path through our own interior and family, it just, uh, it just really means a lot to be invited on. So thank you. 
Well, and and you said this so beautifully, and you've done it for me. (laughs) Increase one's capacity for greater awe. I I love just sitting with that concept, and I'm going to make that part of my intention for the remainder of of my day, my week. So that's such a beautiful notion. What a beautiful concept. Very, very, very powerful. So... Um, we just have a few minutes left here, um, Annie, and something I love that you do in your book, and I'd love to hear just a little bit more from you now. You, your book is really, it's non-denominational. You can be any religion or no religion. Mm-hmm. Something I love, just love about it is that it, you share some universal spiritual themes in your book. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Well, a big one, I think, um, that we touched on briefly was the individuation and oneness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I just absolutely love. And um, you can really use different, there are different activities like taking a pitcher of water and then in your cupboard getting different colored glasses and a plastic cup, a big one and a little short glass. And you can fill that pitcher with water, which is God, the universe, source, whatever you call it in your family. And then you pour it into the different forms, the different cups. And they, children can see, and adults can see that it's the same essence, but just in a different outer form. And then you can pour the water back into the picture, pitcher, and it rejoins as oneness. So there are a lot of activities like that, which really excite me. My husband always comes in with these earthly metaphors that just rack my world. I'll get kind of esoteric <laughs> with the kids in the discussion, and he'll be like, Annie, that was awesome. Okay, kids, this is how dad sees it. And he nails it. I mean, just nails it with a perfect metaphor. We were talking about oneness and individuation. He brought up the paintings by Seurat, the artist, pointillism. And we pulled one up. And we could see that if you look closely, all you see are just the individual dots. But if you step further back in your perspective, you see the oneness, you see the whole picture. And so really beginning to work with our kids always on how far out your perspective go, can go. Mm-hmm. And in my, from my perspective, eventually there's only one of us sitting here in the room. And so we always, whenever we have a challenge, we look at it, we feel it, we face it, but we're always looking for how far out can that perspective go. So oneness and individuation is a very exciting one for me, and there are lots of activities for children with that. Yeah, that's fantastic. My husband's, it sounds like he might have a little in common with yours. He's, he's, I take my metaphysical analogies and my revelations, and he, he turns them into sp- Sports analysis. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> My husband does that a lot too. Yes. And you know, he's often right on. Everything's in the oneness, right? You know, everything. It's true. So, yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny to get that, that perspective and, and not try to shove you know, it's become my intention not to shove anything I think or feel down anybody's throats, but just I'll share my truth and you know, ask questions and, and yep. it's really fun to listen to other people's perspectives. You know, I say I all the time, if God wanted us to be like Canadian geese and, you know, be all the same, he would have uh, created us as such. Oh, but he already did that. We're supposed to be different. That's the point. Right. Oh, I love what you say. Not to be forced, even down children or, or spouse or partner, offer it with love and just kind of see what happens, you know, and no matter what, keep going if it's turning you on. You don't need anyone else to absolutely join you, you know. Offer it with love. And if if they don't want to receive it, that's okay too. Yeah. Maybe you'll have one child and then you all take walks or, you know, and that that, that tends to really like it even more Then that's fine. You know, then just be who you are within the home, live true. and, And that might be enough for some people in the home. 
Yes, yes. Uh, I say to my, my sister and some of my friends, well, that's not the soul you were expecting to invite, is it? <laughs> to get a look at you, they are. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to, it's like a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> right. Love that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. So, um, for my listeners, if you want to get in touch with me, I'd love to connect with you on Facebook or you can go to my website, Tammy B PhD, spelled with an I T A M M I B PhD. Com. Write to me with any suggestions, thoughts, ideas. Get my guided meditation for just centering within yourself and, and, and experiencing more grace and ease in your life. And um, what else? Let's see. Um, you can order my book online. I have it on half price right now. Manifesting Love from the Inside Out, my new book's Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out is coming out in May. So I'll be available for pre-orders pretty quick here. So Annie... You're amazing. This is, you just totally made my day. My heart is tingling and my energy's expansive. So to my listeners, if you want more of Annie, find her on Facebook, go to AnnieBurnside.com and get her book for goodness sakes. I got thank value you. and I'm not even a mommy. So it was amazing. Thank you, Tim. So Annie, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much. Nate, I adore you. Brent Carey, you're amazing. God bless you. Love from my heart to yours. Onward and upward. <laughs> 